Welcome to the Only One Mike podcast called Gerard Brooklyn. Dre, just me, is out today, but we are joined by returning guest, Miss Kavon Ward. How you doing, Kavon? Feels good to be back with the brothers in the community. Yes. How you doing? All right, we good. The new millennium Angela Davis, man. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Yes, yeah, we're happy to have you back for real. Like we looking at all the accomplishments that was made within the last few days. Felt like we just talked about this situation and it was like getting off the ground and still in the process and flying the plane while it's being made at the same time. Yes. And now here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Black living back. Yes. have their land back. They have it back. It has been returned. Yes. It's official. It has been returned. And that's all. That's all, folks, for that one. On to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one. All right. So, uh, Kavon, because, you know, we got people that's just jumping on and just, you know, jumping on to the show and everything. Can you give us a quick um, overview of your background, please? Sure. I am Kavon Ward. I am the founder of Justice for Bruce's Beach, also founder of Where Is My Land? Um, I started Justice for Bruce's Beach back in 2020, shortly after George Floyd was murdered, to shed light on what was mm-hmm. happening, what had happened to Charles and Linda Bruce, and that their land had been taken from them through eminent domain. Um, and it has been almost like a two-year-long process, legislatively, legally. Um, and the family, the Bruce family, has just gotten their land back. Um, And in the meantime, I started a national organization, like I said, called Where Is My Land, where we are trying to help close to 400 other families across this country get their land back. I am a former lobbyist. I'm a spoken word artist. I am a mother. I am a queen of many trades. I like that, queen of many trades. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, jump into this. Uh, The Bruce's just received their land back. Reparative justice has been started. Restored, yes. so, restorative justice, reparative justice, whatever you want to call it, they got their land they back. They got their land back. Do you feel like you just can take a big sigh of relief on this one and just, ah, like, that one's I done? Think, no, I don't think I can take a sigh because this one is done and because this is the first time in history that land has ever been returned to a Black person or a Black family or anybody Black. Um, there is a large amount of pressure because there's a lot of expectation for me to do the same thing for every Black family. And while I will try my best and use the resources and the connections I have to help these families, I can't guarantee it. It depends on the state. It depends on the policy. It depends on the political officials. There's just so many variables in play um, that determines whether or not a family gets their land back. But I will be as strategic as possible to see if we can get more um, than not. What you think about the deal that they got? Like, I don't know if you want to call it a deal or the agreement that they made with the county. Um, So <laughs> I would not have done that. I would not have sold it back to the county. You know, for me, um, it's about ensuring that there is generational wealth, right? Like right. when I'm dead, I want my kids and my kids' kids and my kids' kids to be able to have access to that. And when you think about it, you know, they'll get about 400000 a year leasing it. I think that would have been amazing until they could figure out what to do with the land, but they're going to get 400,000 a year for two years and then sell it for 20 million. Um, They could have made that back in maybe 40 years, right? Right. Right. Um, but then there's also so many other things to consider, like zoning laws in the city of Manhattan Beach and knowing that city, the city of Manhattan Beach doesn't agree with the land being returned to the Bruce's. 
Um, it, it's obvious that Black people are not wanted in Manhattan Beach. You know, they are an anti-Black city. So a lot of that went into the decision-making process, right. um, knowing that you wouldn't be wanted there and that the land has to be for public use, right? And, and if the family, you know, they get the land back, I'm not sure they can do anything privately with it unless zoning laws are changed. And um, we're not confident that the city of Manhattan Beach is willing to change those zoning laws. So, I mean, I would have liked to see something different happen, but, you know. I was thinking that they kind of, I think the county got off kind of cheap on that one, you know, real cheap. And that's, I was just looking at it from my perspective, but you gave me some insight on it. So you think they scared of like white flight? I mean, that can definitely factor in, you know, when black, you know, typically when black folks move to a community, white people think that they lower the property value and right. they leave, you know what I'm saying? But I would have liked to see that, like, get out. It started with black people and needs to end with black people. So if you're afraid of living next to a black person because you think your property value is going to go down, right. then leave. Then we can sell it to another black family and we can build the community that Charles and Willa Bruce envisioned. You know, Senator Bradford said something that I found kind of profound during your mm-hmm. during the uh, celebration. He said America has stolen and denied more from African-Americans than we have ever looted or burned. That is Facts, straight facts. And there's nothing else to say about that. He just needed to drop the mic and that's it. Yeah, just, yeah, just leave after that. <laughs> you know. That's so true. When I say that, I say because I agree with you guys. I think that the deal that they had is not going to match the lifetime of, you know, issues that came along with it. The history right. just along with the Bruce's. Like, is this really justice in regards to what no. you receive from it? What do you think about that? Well, well, here's the thing, right? This is justice on the county's part. Right. The county has done all that it can do, right? The county found out that they now own the land that the Bruce's once owned. They decided to return it. And the family decided to sell it back, right? That's that. So the county, that's justice as it relates to the county. Now, the city of Manhattan Beach has a debt to pay, right? The city of Manhattan Beach did not apologize. They're the ones that owe the Bruce's um, money, compensation for loss of generational wealth, for loss of business enterprise, for violating their civil and human rights. The city of Manhattan Beach is responsible for that, not the county. And I think people get confused about that. The county did all they could do, right? And the family chose to do what they did with with what the county gave them. Now, the city of Manhattan Beach has the rest of the debt to pay. So when people see it and they're like, all that, all those years of lost revenue, all those years of lost generational wealth, all those years of all that, why are they, why are they only selling out for $20 million? But the county didn't do that to them, right? The county right. did not have to pay for lost business enterprise. The county didn't steal it. The city right. of Manhattan Beach did. So they still are eligible for like a lawsuit? And is that what you're saying? Or it's quite okay. possible that they will sue the city. It's quite possible. I don't know much about what their legal strategy is um, because I'm so focused on trying to help some other folks out and I'm letting them leave that up to, to their lawyers. Um, but it's quite possible. Yes. Who would you say was your big opponent, your biggest opponent in this whole process? I mean, is there a person that you can name or is, this, is it just the county as a whole? The, my personal biggest opponent or the family's opponent in getting the land or back? Or maybe just a struggle of just getting the land back in general. I guess that's what right, you're saying. Getting the land, land back, so, right. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think what it was, it was the city of Manhattan Beach. They were opposed to this from the beginning. They've put dog whistles out. I mean, you know, I've talked about how the how the former mayor, Suzanne Hatley, tried in every way possible to make me out to be this angry, militant Black woman who was coming around to take land from white people and to ruin their lives, right? right. Like, that was 
the narrative within the city of Manhattan Beach. But we kept making noise, right, until until the county heard. And what people failed to realize is that the city of Manhattan Beach, as a result of me making noise, created this task force, right, on Bruce's Beach to discover the history, the true history, and all of that, and to figure out how they were going to make amends, right? And their making amends were all performative. They were willing to change the plaque, the language on the plaque. They were willing to do things that didn't provide substantive relief to the family. And so I knew they weren't going to do anything. In fact, when they created that task force, the family asked me to be on it, and they denied me access to it because they knew I would push them to do something of substance. So from the beginning, I knew the city of Manhattan Mm. Beach creating that task force was performative. But the good thing that came out of it was an understanding through the research that the two plots of land the Bruce's once owned was not currently owned by the city of Manhattan Beach anymore. That park is right where some of the other black people were. So the city of Manhattan Beach lost at that point because the land had been transferred from the city to the state and then from the state to the county. So the city of Manhattan Beach had no control over what the county was going to do with that land. Now mm. that they didn't own it. So that was our saving grace. Mm. Wow. Who was who your biggest opponent? Person, your personal biggest <laughs> your opponent. Your personal biggest opponent. Yeah. Ooh, if you can, if you can I don't say. know if I can talk about that right now, but I'll tell y'all about it later. That person uh, Still a thorn in my. All right. So, yeah, definitely right. talk about that off here. Um, I was watching also, too, I believe it was the Today Show did mm-hmm. a profile on this uh, a few days back, and they talked to, uh, I think it was Derek Bruce, if I'm correct. Did you see mm-hmm. that? And he I said, didn't see it. You didn't see I, it? You know, I have a problem with watching news outlets purposely erase Black women that did the work from the story. Yeah, because so, I noticed they did have. A, yeah, they, you know, and reporter. that's. that's that's a, that's the thing, right? Like this mm. erasure of black women behind the scene doing the work. Wow. And and when there's a conscious effort by certain egotistical and um, deeply troubled individuals to make sure that we are not in the story, then that's how we have a problem. Mm. Mm. Sounds yeah. like so that's, that's, that's a story behind that's the sad. story. Yeah, you know. Behind the story, there are yeah. some, a lot of haters out there and- one of the haters, ironically, is a part of the family that I just helped get their land back. Yikes. Wow. wow. Isn't it funny? We heard ourselves every time. All the time. So always a self-inflicted <laughs> like, It really is like crabs, crabs in a barrel because you're not getting all the attention that you think you should get. Um, you try to break, bring down or push down the woman who helped you get where you are and then negotiate deals for movies and series without including right. me. Yeah, this is some stuff that is very hurtful, but it's happened for so long that I'm just, I just brush it off. I just Yeah. So let me ask you, let me ask you, because I mean, I'm, I'm going to get into the thing with uh, Derek said on the Today Show, which is leading to something else. But now that we're here, I wanted to ask you, did you expect this to happen? Like with everything that's going on, you kind of, did. Pre- did you prepare yourself? I knew in my spirit it would happen. I don't know what it was, but I knew that I had to keep going because it was going to happen. Now, what I didn't realize is that it would happen so quickly. Right. Right. But I knew I knew it was going to happen. Did you always suspect mm-hmm. that particular person to be the one or did you look around the table and it was like, well, it could have been any one of these people? You mean in terms the one of who, the one that did the negotiations and things without including you? I guess. Oh, he's a snake. So I knew it was him. He's very manipulative. He's extremely controlling. Um, and so it was I was a little bit naive going into the process initially because I trusted this individual. Um, and now I'm learning that he was just out for money fame 
Um, and he's still trying to ensure that I don't get the shine or the thanks that I deserve. Um, and so that's the sad part about it, that someone could do something literally out of the kindness of their heart for a group of people and then to be treated as if they did nothing. That's the hard part. Well, obviously, um, I wouldn't think they could cut you out the deal. I mean, because, uh, you know, looking at the whole story, the story, I mean, if I if I was to do a story, if I'm going to write some sort of script or something like that, I would have to include you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if it's a period piece that dates back to when Charles and Willa Bruce were alive and telling that story, then you don't really have to include the movement in that because it's mm. from back then. But this individual knew that I was, I'm also an actor, um, but he didn't even negotiate that in it for me. Um, yeah, and that was my yeah. initial thought too, Kavon, yeah. is that yeah. when I heard about the whole Amazon situation, I said to myself, who's going to play Kavon but Kavon? That's, you know, you're an actor. Right, right. You know, right. so. Yeah, but you know, he, but that, like I said, that piece, that whole thing is a period piece. It's not even focusing on the current, it's the past. I am, however, negotiating with other folks who want to write a script about what I've done. And so, yeah, you know, I was going to ask. You could try to push somebody down and it ends up being a blessing on the other end. Right. Like yeah. probably good. I wasn't wrapped up in that because now I'm negotiating two separate deals. All right, um, that's, but, that's even better. The problem yeah. with that is now that because I didn't know it was a period piece until you said it. I thought it would have. If I had to envision a story, maybe part period, part up until this point, like, you know, kind of like flashing back. But so, um, do you think? So when you say okay. hold on, when, when you uh-huh. say period piece, you mean like it's a it's, it's like a documentary kind of thing, or like no, one of those stories kind of documentary? Set yeah. in the past, it's set in the past. but it's yeah. set in the past. Yeah. Uh, as if like from when Charles and Willa Bruce were alive, right? Right, that journey and losing the land, all that is scripted based on that. Okay, it's okay, from the past, yeah. So with that said, do you think? And this is just what it is with any historical piece or whatever that they put out on these streaming services networks and all will this thing be toned down and twisted and it becomes like historical fan fiction as opposed to the truth i mean do you kind of envision that happening or or i don't know i don't know there's a young woman who's the ep on it her name is gabby shepherd and she's pretty dope so i don't think that she would allow for that to happen plus you got you know viola davis her production company juve uh, Plan B production company. So yeah, I I don't know that. I think it will actually be a really, really, really good story. I you know just based off of what I know and who I know has their hands in it. Right, right, okay. So I'm um, getting back to uh, Derek Bruce. He was basically saying that he used to take his wife to Manhattan Beach, and they would look at it and they would think about mm-hmm. what could have been during that particular right. time. And now that is here, that it's like almost like a surreal thing for them. So. Right. It got me thinking, and I'm going to actually play a clip from your speech at the celebration talking about visions, because we are big on, you know, without a vision, people perish. That's just what it is. You got to have a vision for yourself. So if uh, y'all can sit back, I'm going to play this, and then I want to ask you a question after I play this clip. Okay. Okay. A vision which has been fully realized today. A vision that was was once taken from a people be returned. A vision that something that had never been done before in history happened for the first time. I had a vision. Yes, it was an audacious vision. But the manifestation of that vision is proof that God is real and almighty. This is bigger than anybody over here. Now I looked at your face 
while I was playing that. And it seemed like you were in another place when I was playing this. What I want to ask you is, how did it feel? Can you describe, if you can describe, the feeling of standing up there, looking at that crowd, and then realizing this vision came to pass. This mission was accomplished. What was the feeling that you had when you when you stood up there? It was more of a spiritual feeling than anything, right? It was it was as if I was outside of my body. Um, I've always felt like I was a vessel used to do this work. And when everything started happening and there was a commitment to return the land, um, it was just confirmed, right? Like that everything that I knew deep down inside I was supposed to do in this world, I was doing it. I've always known since I was a little girl that I was supposed to do something for Black people. Always have known that. I just didn't know what. And the irony is that when I came to California, it was to escape this act, right? Because it was unhealthy. I started hating white people all the time because they just constantly harmed us and got away with it. And so for me, I needed to step away from it. And that's why I came to California. But of course, it called me back. It wasn't something that I looked for. It just happened, right? And 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 so for me, it was just just this level of consciousness that I have never had before, where I felt like not so much above everybody, but like everything that was happening to try to bring me down, I knew it was because they were vampires trying to suck the light out of me, the light that God had given me to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I went on that stage with a lot of stuff happening in the background, with a lot of hate happening in the background, with a lot of lies in the background. But I, you know, I made sure that I didn't allow it to get to me, but that was heavy, you know, I, it was heavy on me. And so there was this sense of just sadness, right? Like, I just feel sad that these people, despite all of this amazing stuff that's happening for them, Mm. have hearts full of hate for the person who made it happen, right? Right. Mm. And I just couldn't understand that. I think I was more confused than anything. Mm. I think I was more confused than anything. And then, you know, there are so many people, I think, I don't know if you all saw this, but the woman who wrote that book, um, Alison Rose Jefferson, essentially tried to take shots at me and say, well, if it wasn't for my book, there would be no justice for Bruce's Beach. Wow. Because she's another hater, right? Wow. And I tell, and, and everybody said, well, it, was, it wasn't it was Kavan. It was this. It was that. But let's be very clear. Right. I've seen video footage from back in 2007 with that woman testifying about how the park needed, the name of the park needed to be changed. Right. Everybody knew and the family knew that this had happened to their family, right? Right, right. But when did something start to occur? When I stepped on the scene. Right, right? right So you right. can't take that away from me. No matter how mm. much you try, you can't take that away from me. You knew about this in 2007. And no one ever fathomed asking to get the land back. Right. As much as people try to say, I've been trying since 2018. No, you weren't. You were yeah. trying to get some money because right. you didn't think that land could be returned. Right. 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 And so, but for me stepping on the scene in 2020 and saying, no, forget about, yeah, yeah, we want the plot change, but I want to see you get that land back. I want policy change to get the land back and to take the steps necessary to make that happen despite my life being in danger. Right. Right. You can't take that away from me, no matter how much you try. And I think that's why they hate it, because they weren't the ones to think of it. They weren't the ones used as a vessel by the most high to do it. And I can't do anything about that. You know, in the beginning, the first time we talked to you, it seemed more like, you know, everything that you were doing was more about passion than anything. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And like you were driven, you didn't really speak about like compensation or anything like that. So I'm wondering, like, you know, helping people going forward in the future. I was thinking the same thing. Would you do anything different? Or- do different? Yes, we are. We have actually set up our organization differently because we realize that we can't rely on families to do the right thing. Right. What we believe is the right thing. You would think that if someone helped you get 20 million dollars, naturally, you would say, I'm going to help you help other families, right? And I'm going to give you at least a million or two million. You would think that, but this situation has taught me that I can't rely on people to do the right thing. And so um, now we have folks, you know, who have committed to donations should they receive anything. So, you know, we, 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 we just, you know, we negotiate things because people understand that this work can't be done with a whole team like we need unless mm-hmm. there's funds, right? Like this is not a local grassroots movement like Justice for Bruce's Beach where we just did it out of the kindness of our hearts. We used our own resources. We didn't ask for anything. And we still got it done, right? Mm-hmm. This is a national movement now. And at the center of it is security, right? Not just for my team, myself, but also for the families we're helping out because we all know that when we start getting down in the South, it's going to be a lot more. You will need security, all type of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a different ball game out there. Even as far as like, you know, as far as right now, I mean, I I know you guys, I know you probably have spent a lot of money of your own money doing things to get this done. Like, Mm -hmm. is there any way that you can, I don't want to say a lawsuit or anything like that. Uh, I ain't going to do that. Right, right, right. Here's the thing, you know, Anthony Bruce, literally when the (laughs) manipulative person was gone, literally sat me down um, and I've got witnesses to this and thanked me and said, if it wasn't for you, it, we wouldn't have this. And it's unfortunate that he had to do that when that other person left, but he did that. And he said, how much do you need? And I said, a million dollars would be good. And so he said, family. so we'll see what happens with that. But I know that there are some, like I said, people in the back manipulating and trying to control things. Um, so, that will make that easy. So is there one person in control or is there like a, a family fund? It appears as if a lot of people are in control. But I know from my experience that there's really only one person controlling everybody, even the politicians. Wow. And it's so sad that they've allowed this person to have that much control over them. Mm. I'm just going to say this, Kavon. I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. Please don't tell me it's the chief. <laughs> Please don't tell me it's the chief. Uh, no. Not the chief, man. Not the chief. <laughs> not the chief, man. No way. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. That's sad. But you know what? It's the stuff that like this that you see in just about any organization, any type of movement, it's always going to be that one factor. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why. We as people take a backseat to every other movement mm-hmm. or have their our movement yep. hijacked by other movements, you mm-hmm. know, because of this right here. Yeah. Well, if you've been white, they're the page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole thing. <laughs> I think they would I think would they would have cut you a check yep. if you've been white, man. But you know, that's how it is. We always hurt ourselves. So it's unfortunate, but you know, you got a good thing going and like you said, you know, and you sound you speak from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. So you Every I'm 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 a believer that whatever God has for you, you're gonna get it regardless. And I believe it. I, that's why I'm not stressing it. I'm like I'm not losing sleep over this. They choose to give. They I didn't go out to do this expecting anything from it. Honestly, I didn't. 
Right. Now, I did. I also didn't go out there expecting that I would form a national movement like this, right? Um, and and so that is the only reason why I bring up the money because it would be nice if the family I just helped contributed to the movement to help other families. Yeah, and it'd be mm-hmm. like just basically look back. You know, it's like you, paying it forward. Paying it forward. You know? Yeah, you 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 went through the struggle. You know what it's like. You know yeah. what it took. And now, like, you're kind of the first, if I could say that, the first one to go national with this and, and accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Now we can look back for others, you know, because I'm pretty sure your desk is full with families. That Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know. I've no. been busy. I'll just say that. And I have a phenomenal team. So I'm grateful, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are people that I've known for over 20 years that are on my team. Right. Because I realize that you can't trust everybody. I've had folks come in, try to infiltrate you know, actually infiltrate and try to sabotage the movement. I've had, I've seen a lot, a lot, and I've learned a lot. And so now I know how to move. So speaking of infiltration, do you see a lot of, um, if you can say this on this microphone, government send their people in to see what the movement is like, to see what they can do, to see what they can do to stop it. If you can say no comment, comment. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. But what I will say is that this experience has taught me to be really, really skeptical of politicians. I used to give them the benefit of the doubt on an individual basis, but I'm starting to see a pattern amongst them. And I'm realizing that it, the unfortunate part is that they are out for self. And if it looks good for them politically, they will do it. Um, and unfortunately, I'm seeing that a lot of them just don't care. They don't care about the movement. They care about themselves and what they can get from a movement like this. I was going to say this movement has a lot of potential and it's a lot of money in it. You know what I mean? So I'm assuming that you're going to have like a a lot of people trying to come in and trying to take over things or trying to create their own movement similar to, you know. And here's what here's the thing. I I have also learned that I will not force anything. Right. I am doing this because I feel called to do it. And if at any point the Most High starts showing me that this is not what I need to be doing anymore, I will happily give it up because I'm only concerned about completing assignments that I'm here. And if it is said and or shown to me in any way, shape, or form that I need to stop, then I'll stop easily. Don't let them. Don't let them take your Not in it because my ego is not in it. You understand what I'm saying? My ego is not in it that way. And listen to spirit. I listen to it. And that's what got me this far. And so if there's that thing that enters me that has been entering me so far and it communicates to me that it's time to stop, I don't have a problem with it because that's why I'm here to complete an assignment. Well, the person that gave that speech we just listened to, mm-hmm. we know is not motivated by, you know, <laughs> right. greed and glamour. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we know that you're not more. And the irony about, is that it might, the glamour might come because I am not chasing it, honey. I don't. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've gotten, I'm in two separate shopping agreements where I'm EP on two projects right. about me. So you see how you know you 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 negotiate this deal without me, and and I'm not even looking for a nugget to it. Um, that's that's. That shows, that's indicative of just like, you don't play with God's people. Don't do mm. that. Don't do that. And then you want to hold it over my head because you know I want to act. I don't want it that bad. I was going to say that, you know, looking at um, from the first time we interviewed you, I was like, I could see this whole movie in my head. You know mm. what I mean? I could see the whole movie in my head. This is, it's probably the, 
easiest script to write. I mean, from the whole point of you starting out being a lobbyist and everything like that and fighting. I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I don't see how they can do it without you. But you kind of explained that they're going back in the past. But I mean, this would be a really good story with you. Yeah, it will be. And I'm working on it. That's like. <laughs> I got you do you. what's for you. You do what's for you. And that's what it is. So let me ask you a question. Who's next on the agenda, if you can say? Oh, you guys spoke with yeah, the Murphy brothers, 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 right? You guys had an interview yeah, with them last week. Shout out to the Virgins brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're good people. Yeah. Um, and we well, got we got some other families in California we're working with too. We're also working with the Section 14 survivors out there in Palm Springs. Um, we're working with an you know I yeah we're working with about five families in California. Okay, okay, nothing yeah. from any place else. It's just so far. We are, we okay. are, but I'm not at liberty to discuss not at liberty that. to discuss yeah. it. That's right. I right. have like I said, I gotta I gotta be careful because a lot of these families are afraid, you know. And if they ask that I not mention that I'm working with them at this juncture, mm-hmm. then I right. have to. Spoke to the Burgess brothers once. It looks like they'll cut the check. You know what I mean? They seem like some good brothers. You, <laughs> know? Some real good brothers. Brothers. <laughs> yeah. you know what? I I used to be like, oh my God, I wish they were my real brothers. I love them so much. Some good brothers. <laughs> and yeah. I love their wives. I mean, the whole family is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. good. All right. So yeah, we very good people. So look, we're very happy that things are coming to fruition and all that, you know. Hopefully the experience, which I'm quite sure with the brothers, is going to be a lot better than this experience for you. Yeah, you know, we'll man. see. We'll see. Lawyer, lawyer, lawyer up real good next time. <laughs> <laughs> lawyer up real good. God is the judge and the lawyer, and God will make a way uh, where it's supposed to be a way. So I ain't even stressing it. I got you. I got but you. You put so much energy in fighting that you don't in fighting that that you don't fight for the families, right? I don't right. have energy. To focus on, let me get a lawyer so I can do this person who paid me. And I, I ain't got time for that. Like, no. are you going to commit to donate? If you are, thank you. If not, I'm still going to do it because that's what I'm called to do. That's right. what people don't realize. Well, you know, what's funny is that when we first interviewed you, that was in my head. I said, when they cut that check, everything would get real fugazi. <laughs> well, so I thought that... Well, no, I thought with the um, with the family. Oh, with uh, the Bruce's. Yeah, the yeah, Bruce's. Yeah. I, and I, I'm not. I'm, I was hoping for the best, but I know how when the check is cut, things always go a little different. You know what I mean? And I'm quite, I'm I'm surprised that the family are able to divvy it up the right way without a problem. I can't speak to any of that. The only thing <laughs> I can speak to around this money is that Anthony Bruce asked me on two separate occasions to give him my bank account information. He asked me how much I wanted. I told him a million. He said he would talk to the family and get back to me. That's all I know. That's the extent of I know about anything with that money. Now, I can speculate that the person that's manipulating and controlling everything is going to make sure he's going to get him a big chunk of money. Um, but... I don't know. I don't even know if he's going to honor honor his word and actually deposit me some money. I don't, but I can't yeah. stress out over that. Listen, Anthony, we 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 sending this little call out to you from the One Mike podcast. Do do the sister the right. Stop playing Justice around. Man. Cut that Stop check, playing, man. <laughs> Stop playing. Come Stop on, now. Playing. Stop playing around. And Cut actually, that check, what man. you're asking for, Kavon, by today's standards, is is not even a lot. It's a million dollars. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't like you said, I want half or, you know, you start throwing out percentages. It's a million dollars and a million dollars is enough to get this, uh, you know, get this whole thing rolling. Because based on what you've seen here and what you dealt with in terms of years of this fighting for this, you know that your resource is going to have to expand a little bit more. Especially, like you said, when we start dealing with the South and all of that, your resources are going to have to expand more. But I do want to say and I want to give a shout out to the family's attorney, George Fathery, 
who's with Sitley and Austin law firm, he got about $50,000 from the county in legal fees and small amount of legal fees because it was pro bono. And he donated 40,000 of it to where is my leg. Uh, so I got him. it. Applaud him. Uh, <laughs> just doing the right Father thing. Lee, George Father Reed the third. Just, just, just doing the right thing. That's good. Man. That's right. He sees. All right. Kavon, we thank you once again for coming on. And uh, please let the people know where they can reach you at. www.whereismyland.org. You can also find us on social media, all platforms, Where Is My Land. And then if you're looking for me on Instagram, because I only have one social media account now, I can't stand it. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Kavon1. All right, all right, that's what's up. All right, and the only one my podcast is available on all major platforms that you stream your podcast on. Also, check out our only one my podcast YouTube channel to catch up on the past and current episodes like this one. And please don't forget to rate the show and subscribe. Also, if you'd like to get in contact with the only one my podcast, you can reach us via Instagram and Twitter at the only one Mike P one, Facebook and LinkedIn at the only one my podcast, and also via email at the only one Mike zero zero at gmail.com. Comments, thoughts, you can just leave it there. We thank you again for your time. Kavon, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Definitely. Yes, good to have you back. And we encourage you to speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others, even the dull and the ignorant, because they too have their story to tell. So until next time, please keep in mind that we never had to run from the Ku Klux Klan, so we shouldn't have to run from a black man. Peace. Hey! Hey. <laughs> I love that. <laughs>